Yeah. Roll them. What episode are we on? Oh, God, I don't even know now. 33? 27, 28, 29? Oh, jeez, I'm thinking 25. Something like that. Welcome to an episode that could be between the number 25 and 35. Unless it's 24. But it's not. It's not. Hey, Anyways. We, do, we do have our 38th listener on board. Woo! Yep, she subscribed to our SoundCloud and, it's and a YouTube. lady. Yes. Yep, All one right. of my uh, Wolverine friends. I like it. Well, hey, welcome to Big Ten Frenemies episode, whichever one we're on. I'm your host, uh, Buckeye Drew, along with me, Wolverine Steve. The Wolverine Steve. Oh, the, the Wolverine Steve. And then Phil. Spartan Phil, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, took a, a nice little hiatus. Obviously, we had the uh, holidays. I hope everyone enjoyed theirs. I know I enjoyed mine. Happy New Year! Yeah. You know, we all had a good time, and uh, a lot has happened, and I mean a lot. Uh, I think the best thing to do is recap what happened during the bowl games before we start talking about some more recent transactions in uh, the NCAA. Specifically the Big Ten. Yes, specifically the Big Ten. Um, You were referencing that. So, uh, Wolverine Steve... Would you like to kick us off? Let Phil start. I, oh, okay. I got a call cool. I got to take. All right. Oh, he's got, he's got a call. In the middle of the quarter Muy importante. Um, I think it might be his woman. Well, I mean, this is, this is not really difficult. Um, I don't think I've ever seen a team. So <laughs> That's what Oregon said. <laughs> I mean, this Michigan State team... Every time the defense got better, the offense got worse. There was a, uh, boy, just a shootout there in the Levi Stadium. 7-6 ended up in favor of the old Oregon Ducks. Um, this, this defense of Michigan State was absolutely outstanding, particularly when you consider the abominable positions the offense put it in. But, Wow. Mark D'Antonio has some choices to make this offseason on what he does because this was his worst offense. And uh, you really and think it, this year was the worst? What about the three win season a couple of years ago? Oh, no. No, 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 no. <laughs> this, this was a far worse offense. All right. If you, if you put this offense with that year's team, they would have been winless. Um, it is, I mean, it truly is. It was, That's it was wretched. Out. Um, the good thing is, Ooh, that was close. we got we have um, uh, guys returning next year. Um, we have we have, we're losing two starters. I'm sorry, uh, two starters on defense: Kai Willis and and um, uh, Andrew Dowell. And we are uh, we're going to be, I think, set there. Justin Lane is going to the draft. Um, he would he started, but we had two starting cornerbacks injured. He's an outstanding prospect. He's now, did he, he did he play? He oh he played. He, he but okay. he was he was not gonna he was not set to be starter. Um, not to say he couldn't have overtaken um, like a Josh Butler, but uh, but uh, Josiah Scott was the number one, and Butler was number two. Justin Lane uh, did an outstanding job. He is uh, he's got the perfect. Uh, uh, Height and weight measurables for uh, being an NFL quarterback. Uh, cornerback, he did a great job. He had to come over to wide receiver because of all the injuries, but 
he, you know, the defense is going to be, you got Willikas coming back, Bocce coming back, Raekwon Williams coming back, uh, Pomeshek brothers are going to be there. This, this is a damn, damn good defense. It's going to be really good again next year. And hopefully, uh, like I said, Mark D'Antonio, I don't know what the hell he's going to do. Everybody, obviously, in Michigan State, uh, any of every Michigan State fan pretty much wants David Warner fired. Some want them to clear clean house on the whole offense. I'm kind of in the position where, like, I, I want Warner fired. Something's got to happen major, though, to get this offense. Well, I can tell you right now, in the next three months, you're going to see a lot of things happening. There's going to be a lot of commotion going on in that uh, in that school. And not in the bad way this time. I, I hope to God that, that we get something. I would love to see some, uh, uh, you know, just a breath of fresh air, somebody who can update our offense and, and really put us on the map. Because quite honestly, if we had just an average uh, uh, offense, we would have been... Outstanding, outstanding this year, and it's it was sad to watch uh, it get worse and worse. And to be fair, your quarterback, your starting quarterback, injures his throwing arm. It makes things tough, but uh, but yeah, there's a lot of stuff that's not explained just by injury. So yep. we gotta we have to move on. It is what it is. It was a it was a season of two sides of the ball, and hopefully we'll get stay healthier next year, and, and uh, we'll see what happens on the off, on the uh, offensive side changes. Wolverine Steve, speaking I, of uh, fan bases I, I, that are uh, up in arms. First of all, I apologize. I had to take that call. Who it was, was it? It was Wolverine Jim Jordan. Yeah. Oh, your Wolverine son. Jordan. Yeah, yeah. He's driving well, back hey, from Jordan. Fort Austin. I just wanted to make sure the dad and me might have been having car problem or something. And eloquently, I said, Jordan, I'm in the middle of the podcast. He said, well, don't fucking answer that. What are you, stupid? <laughs> so anyway, my 22-year-old son. So, uh, Thank no, you, Jordan. He, has, he, he said point. something like that. One, one of those Truesdale boys has a brain on him. All right. So um, anyway, uh, yeah. So in summary, um, since we've spoken last, uh, Michigan defense um, gave up 62 and then 41, and then Ohio State poached all our defensive coaches. So I don't really know what the hell is going on. But um, you want to, <laughs> do you want to actually elaborate on what happened during the game? Or? Well, we already talked about the Ohio State game. I, oh, just, okay. I just want to be funny. It okay. is kind of weird, though, isn't it? But anyway, um, it's like okay, okay. Yeah. So, um, but, but the, so the the bowl game specifically, um, first half wasn't too bad. Michigan actually the first drive looked looked good offensively, but the touchdown got called back because um, he stepped out of bounds. It was uh, Turner, our uh, retro freshman running back. Um, oh, those are freshman mistakes. Yeah, they looked pretty good, but the first half was, you know, it was. It was a decent game. It was a 13-10 at halftime. It was just weird, like, um, again, with the offense, didn't do a lot, you know, and it was very predictable and running on first down and the stuff that I always think is kind of low-hanging fruit from fan bases, but I'm guilty of it, too, because you're like, just, you know, throw on first down. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was a bland uh, offensive game plan for sure. And then the second half, much like... In the Ohio State game, I was talking to Phil about that at the at the office. Once there's some adversity, um, like uh, Patterson threw an interception, Michigan was going to take the lead middle of the third quarter. They return it back in the scoring, you know, in the red zone. They score. It's like the wheels just fall off the bus. This happened against South Carolina last year in the bowl game when uh, you know Michigan blew a big lead. It happened again uh, in the Ohio State game this year, and it happened. Um, it's and, and, and it happened in the bowl game. So it was, um, 
it was an ugly, ugly game, and uh, very disappointing. Very, uh, very disappointing. I wouldn't put it up with the Ohio State game uh, with the heartbreak in, in that because it didn't feel like it was a meaningful game. Yeah. As a fan, that frustrated me. Um, it felt like it was meaningful to Florida, but. I don't think I'm not saying Michigan kids that played didn't try hard. I, I don't believe that. I think they. You want to know did. the ones that didn't try hard? Who? The ones that didn't play. <laughs> well, that's true. Well, they were yeah. trying hard in the gym by themselves. Yeah. So yeah. I, I don't. We've kind of talked about that. I, but I'm going to spit on people's if, uh, if, midfield and scratch on it. If Michigan would have had NFL. If, if Michigan would have had the two captains <laughs> and the four guys that set out, I still don't think they would have won the football game. Hey, you had Winovich, though. I do think it probably would have been closer. But I mean, I. You know, it is what it I mean, is. I think more got to play with who you got. Yeah, yeah. Of course, absolutely. I don't think, the, and I don't think anybody, anybody who makes the excuse that, <clears throat> well, we didn't really care, but you know, the players didn't really want it, or coaching staff didn't. I've come bullshit all day. I mean, number one, if that's the case, then you guys suck. Right. Your, your team, that's where you should start because you should care every time you, every time you put that uniform on, you should care. And you should want to win. And if you don't have that, that's your problem. Number one, start there. But I don't think that's. I don't say. I'm not saying that's the case. Um, I just. I see fans saying that they're using it as an excuse, and I don't think it's. I don't think it's valid. I think that it's easy for fans to say that so that they don't have to deal with. Yeah. With, with the troublesome uh, fact of getting beaten so bad. Can I? I want to interject on that because I agree with you, um, but I do think this. I think this. Like, in a game like that, the players busted their ass in practice. The coaches did their best in, in their mind to put together this game plan. Like, I think everybody wanted to win. They said it would be 11th win. But I think where things do fall apart is mentally, between the ears. Like, it, it's like, it's lack of focus, I guess, more than lack of carrying or effort or something like sure. that. And, I mean, I know some of that's coaching, some of that's on the players. But, um... They didn't, it was weird because Florida, you could tell, like that game did mean a lot to them and they came out, you know, guns blazing. Yeah. And when Michigan played Florida in Harbaugh's first year, it was like reversed, you know? Yeah, and so, and, and I don't know what it is. I don't know what I'll it is. I'll tell you one thing, and this is obviously my own theory. Um, <laughs> Harbaugh just will not switch up the game. When, when he sees something not working, He's stubborn. He sticks with his game plan. I mean, you look at the you look at the guy's face when there's seconds left, and he's still standing on the sideline, hands on knees, looking at it like, "Hey, if we stick with the plan in these next 14 seconds, we could still win it." No, you can't. You should be stubborn. Yeah, absolutely. He should have changed up his style when he saw it going the opposite direction. But that that doesn't just fall on him. That falls on your D coordinators. That falls on your O coordinators. It should have been all around the board, but they stuck with their game plan. And I'm not saying your game plan is bad, but if it's not working and you're down and you're continually going down, it's time to switch it up. Throw, throw them for a loop because at oh, this point, the other team has caught on and they said, we know what they're going to do. But much like Phil brought up the Michigan State fan base wanting a new offensive coordinator, the Michigan fan base is the same. Like they're just, they're had it with Pat Hamilton, who's the passing game coordinator. Yeah. Harbaugh controls the. Uh, Harbaugh lets Pep Ham Hamilton call the plays, but he dictates the way the offense is run. I right. Mean, right. So I don't know what I don't know what the answer is on that. 
I mean, I, th I think the the other thing that was that was from a Michigan fan standpoint that's disheartening is that you laid a fucking egg against Ohio State, the B game, every build, all this build up. You laid an egg, and then you lay a, a, another one. That's to me, that's the troublesome thing in saying, okay, what, what we just don't have it. We, I mean. We either don't want it or don't have it. It's one or the other. I mean, that's uh, that's that's the problem is that you got to start going now. It's not like Harbaugh is trying to lose. No. He's trying to win. Yeah. That's and that might be the most frightening part. Part is that you know they're doing it what they can and it's not enough. And then you say, okay, you know, listen, if I don't ever see another jet sweep to the fucking boundary, I'm gonna be a happy camper. Um, that's you know that's just I've seen it one million too many times as a Spartans fan, but it's not just the offensive side; um, it's a, it's the defense that's alarming too. Because you guys are so devastating against teams that you could physically dominate or who had maybe injury problems or who weren't as good, but the teams that you faced got your defense good. And, and sure, Notre Dame only put up 21 points. But they put two touchdowns up quickly, and then kind of went the back. I mean, the thing they threw if I remember, on this first game, I think they threw four times, four pass attempts, like something like that in the in the second half. That's not trying to score. That's going. Your offense hasn't scored all game, and we know it's not going to. So we're just gonna stand pat. So that's to me the frightening thing as far I mean, as a Wolverines fan. Do you need a beer? Um. We're going to touch on that a little bit more momentarily, but let's hop into the OSU recap because we got a little uh, things to talk about more with Harbaugh and what's going on with Michigan coaching. Um, for those of you that didn't know, Ohio State won the Rose Bowl game against Washington. Uh, as I had predicted, it was full throttle from the beginning. They started going. But you can see... Urban pumped the brakes right there in the second half because all he wanted to was to keep that lead and win it. So what what started with momentum very went down. But I, I understand why. He's like, we've got this game locked up. Let's let's really push our defense to try to make up for this. And the D did great in the first half. They did phenomenal in the first half. And they, they held them back like they needed to in the second, but still gave up quite a few points, almost another comeback. But we still pulled out the win. Urban, great game. Glad you're staying on board. Assistant athletic director. Still got your hands in it. Uh, but passing the whistle on to Ryan Day, it's a big thing. Uh, I'm very, very supportive of Ryan Day. I think he's going to make a phenomenal coach. I think his recruiting trail has already been a phenomenal. Uh, but that, that game was just incredible for me to see all these players come together to want to play. Obviously, Bosa wasn't there wasn't going to be anyways, but everybody played. Everybody came out, and they put in their effort to show a nice goodbye to Urban Meyer, so I was very pumped for that. And it's the last, the last thing you needed. Um, but since then, uh, Ryan Day just went full force from the minute he took over. Uh, biggest news of it all, picking up Justin Fields uh, from uh, Georgia, the big number one QB transfer, and uh, we got it. Uh, now, one thing people don't know about this is, or some people do and some people don't pay attention, is 
a lot of these QBs work with personal trainers, and his personal QB trainer, lifting trainer, is the same as Dwayne Hoskins. They work out together during the summers. Hoskins has been putting this, this in his ear for a long time, and obviously when Fields saw that he wasn't gonna start, they started talking about their options, not to mention their trainer is one of the biggest uh, promoters of Ryan Day. He, he literally goes out onto social media and pumps up Ryan Day. So, I mean, the guy's obviously got some. This, this is this urban stuff, you know, offensive move, but Day's, it was Day's offense. Yeah. So, it's not like, it's not like, sure, he's going to somebody with, without head coaching experience, but he's he's got a good pretty good uh, role model or person that he's been learning yeah. from and and it's, it's not even offensively because as soon as he came in he revamped the defense too Greg Schiano gone Alex Grinch gone in fact once Alex Grinch left we actually had a five-star cornerback come to OSU and say hey can you recruit me now that's that's semi-embarrassing yeah that, that, that they're now coming to us and ask. I mean, that's great. Don't get me wrong. That's yeah, great. But why I weren't you recruiting me before? Right. Why? And we don't. We ne- we didn't even have any cornerback recruits. It's like okay, great. Yeah. I, I've never been a fan need. of Greg Schiano. Yeah. When he's head coach, or right. Anything. I just but never we, understood yeah. the allure of him. And, and it, overpaid. Yes. Um, he did his job for like half a season and then was like well, making a million bucks. So, <laughs> but. It's great because we replaced him with another Greg. Would you like to answer who that Greg is? Greg Benedict Arnold Matheson. 69-year-old <laughs> defensive line coach yep. from Michigan that decided he wanted to make a career change. Yep. But we also picked up uh, <laughs> a, a co-defensive coordinator uh, from the NFL, from the 49ers. Yeah. And we also, just today, it was announced that Al Washington, the linebacker coach for University of Michigan, is coming to us. Now, this doesn't hurt Steve. Steve and I have talked about this. It doesn't hurt him as much because Al Washington comes from Columbus. His dad was a Buckeye. The, and he's only at Michigan one year. Right. Now, he, he also played football uh, at uh, Boston College when Ryan Day was an assistant there. Yeah. And he knew Don Brown from there, too. Yep, so. exactly. So so it, it all comes together. It makes sense. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure that Greg coming over also had a little something to do with it. So that really uh, helped out. A lot. Is it my turn to touch on those? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Benedict yeah. Arnold's or no? Hey, go ahead. Okay. So, Al Washington. Those Benedict Arnold. Al Washington, as, as Andrew said, I wasn't surprised. Disappointed because I think he's a, a bright young coach. Um, I think the, the number one reason why Harbaugh hired Al this is why Ryan Day, what he's doing is smart, because the reason why Harbaugh really hired him was for recruiting. I mean, he's a good linebacker coach and stuff, but he's trying to get a foothold in Ohio. Now, Washington's a young, charismatic coach, you know, and he's he's lifelong Columbus resident. He's got a lot of relationships. Yep. And Michigan was starting to pull some kids from Central Ohio, and including, you know, they were they were led um, they led for Zach Harrison and most experts, including Buckeyes eyes, until the very end, right? Yep. Anyway, now quickly, just just want to touch on this quickly. Yeah. Do you think there's any chance Al Washington knew? Yes. During that recruiting process, that he was going to go to OSU and this kind of push Zach Harrison. This is what I was just about Harrison. ready to get to. It's very weird because it came out. At least Chris Bayless and the Wolverine, his Buckeye writers, told him his Buckeye writer buddies. They all talk, you know. Yeah. That 
before the Michigan-Ohio State game, as November 18th, it was known that Ryan Day was going to take over for Urban Meyer. Yes. So these coaches are smart. They're always four steps ahead. So and him and, and Washington are friends. Yep. Ryan Day. So he probably There's started no recruiting question, him I think, right yes. away. And here's the thing. Zach Harrison, his lead recruiter, Washington. His second recruiter, Madison. The week before um, signing day, Greg Madison and Al Washington went to visit Zach Harrison in his school. That's who Michigan sent down. And those two are the ones that Ohio State hired. And yep. I believe... I believe both of them knew they were going to Ohio State at that time. Now, we're just talking about one kid. I don't even care, you know. I, I don't care about losing that recruit. And I'm and I, not blaming Ohio State. Didn't do anything wrong, in my opinion. It's just no. it's the way it is, no, right? No, don't you but, dare accuse but, us of it. But in, in Al Washington, we did everything right. thanks for your one year. You get a pass. I'm not mad at you. But Greg Madison, you're, 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 you're dead to me. <laughs> Are you okay? A Give nice a guy. You know what? Here's, is, here's the thing. I don't know how you guys would feel because... Yes, you have a right to make a living. It's a career, all this. But Don Brown went to work for you guys. I know, but but Greg Madison, Greg, Greg, Greg Madison has been with Michigan. He was uh, Brady Holt's defensive coordinator for four years. He's been with Harbaugh for four years, so eight years on the staff. He was with Michigan in the 90s with um, Lloyd Carr and, and Gary Moeller. He has a big history with Michigan. If you really have the and itch and then to be a D coordinator to... again, that's one thing. But to go to the arch, right? Anybody but you guys and you guys, I would have said, you so, know what? He wants one last hurrah to be another coordinator. This, this brings up what uh, one, one theory, and and we've we've talked about our friend uh, Kemp before, um, and he's not always the brightest <laughs> at knowing certain things in sports, but he does, he's a conspiracy theorist, and sometimes, sometimes, sometimes he, a, yeah, he We don't believe he listens to the podcast because he doesn't understand the internet. No, I'll, I'll say, that, okay. I say this to his face daily. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, but he did point out, don't you think that some of these guys were leaving not because of contract extensions, yada yada, but maybe, just maybe, somebody did find Harbaugh's sweet spot, and he might be leaving for an NFL job. Because when that happens, people will start to go. There, I, I would. I, that's a consideration, I think. But I, I'm wondering more if they're just they were just fed up with him. I've you know heard some theories thrown about a theory thrown about about him being upset that he was not named defensive coordinator. Don Brown, you know, and his defensive line was a you know the best part of the front seven was the best part of the uh, uh, defense or pretty consistently and. You hear Don Brown's name being thrown about. Not that Don Brown is not a good coach, a uh, coordinator, but um, no, he's I, great. you know. But as a, is this a big fuck you to Harbaugh? Is, is, the, is what it boils down to? I mean, because it seems like because of what you it, exactly what you said, you don't go to a, with that much. If if Pat Narduzzi left and became the head co- or defensive coordinator. For, you know, it's hard to exactly when compare. When he was at Michigan State. Yes. He was defensive coordinator. If he well, went to if Michigan. What if he Michigan head coaching job? Because that would be one step up. Well, how would you the, feel? The, uh, that would be, I mean, the thing is that's such a, it's a big prize job, right? job that, I, that I would still hate his guts. But um, but I would, honestly, I would have to go, dude, you're going to be the head coach at one of the biggest name brand schools in college football of course you know there's getting yeah, but i still say fuck you i yeah, still but as a you. fan you'd be like fuck you but if he <laughs> went from defensive line coach to uh let's put it this way 
uh, Harlan Barnett when Pat, Pat, Pat Narduzzi was there. Harlan Barnett was a Michigan State player. He was a uh, good uh, defensive backs coach. If he, when Pat Narduzzi left, him and Mike Tressel were named co-defensive coordinators, okay? When Narduzzi was still there, if he decided to leave and become the head uh, defensive coordinator of Michigan, I would be like, you fucking piece of shit. Yeah. You're a Spartan player. You're a Spartan coach. You, and now, you know, you can't, you wait it out. Now you're a defense coordinator at, at uh, 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 Florida State. But this and here's is, what gets me. I, I'm going to touch on one more. This is what really bothered me. You agree with me with Al Washington, though. That's not really a big deal. Yeah, problem, right? I can understand that. For but sure. but with, with Madison, it's like you 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 preach to these kids like loyalty, commitment, dedication. You preach about the rivalry. This just shows me again how this thing seems to be more to Ohio State than it does to Michigan. Like how do you how do you expect your players to behave in that manner? But yet you just jump off to the rival. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that drives me crazy. You know anyway. what though? To, to to jump uh, into another topic, but speaking of fuck yous, fuck you <laughs> Alabama, fuck you hard. I was, I cannot tell you how loud I was cheering against them and how happy I was. So happy. I don't even like Clemson. I don't either. But watching Bama get their their coming. Oh God, I was so happy. It was it was just joyous. I woke up in a good mood. I said, today's a good day. America won. (laughs) America won. I I don't know. I I don't have the hatred of Alabama as a lot of people do, but I do. I like Clemson actually. I think that Dabo Sweeney runs a clean, uh, good, clean program and does a great job. I don't believe that for a second. I don't, well, listen. There's no proof, but I th- don't believe it. I don't think there's any more shit going on there than any other place. I think he's an outstanding Probably. coach. It's built a really good family atmosphere that people want to come play for him, and they've said that, and I think they've proven it on the field, and, and uh, I, I didn't... I wasn't so much glad to see Alabama get beaten as uh, Clemson uh, uh, do you know win the win the national championship? I was happy for them. To also, uh, this was the least watched national title game really? uh, since 2012. Wow! Television rating wise, yes, television wow. rating wise, least watched. Um, which people, I'm not people surprised. Are tired of the same people are, and and that's why it's funny when you you hear certain people on the commission saying, "Oh, it's it's too soon to talk about expansion." Eh, it might be, but uh, we should. We should definitely look into it. Yeah, but, but that's not the topic we're getting into. Okay. To talk about what he was just speaking of, a good, clean program, that could be found out by another school I hate. University of Central Florida. Oh. Because their newspaper, their college newspaper... We should just have a, 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 a bit every week, Central Florida. Yes, yes, because we should. We need yeah. to make fun of them. Oh, after passing on the Florida, and now... Their newspaper has literally started a GoFundMe page <laughs> to pay for their investigation into, <laughs> into collusion between the SEC, the committee, and Alabama wow. to make to keep them out of the playoffs and get them to lose to LSU. Oh my god. This get is them to people, this is happening. You you passed on the two for one Florida deal and now you're like what other ways can we make headlines? I got it. Let's start an investigation. After you lose, after you lose to LSU, and you're going to ask why, oh my God, 
You just every everybody at your school is garbage. Another I, reason why I, I wanted the playoffs expanded because then if there was eight teams, they can be number nine and then they can bitch how they didn't get in. Yeah, it, right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but that's the thing is that we're not going to get into it because that's not the topic. But I'm I am fervently against expansion. I know because you're the being, same two teams anyway, right? Right. And it, what do I want to see? You know, like for the, this year, do I want to see Michigan, Alabama? Yes. The sadistic part of me, yes, wants yes. to see that. I want to see it. I want to see it if it's Central Florida, Alabama, even if it's a blowout, because I, I, I want more matchups like that. Like, even if it's a blowout, the bowl games were blowouts. You know what I mean? Like, what's the difference? At least it's the playoffs. And then, and then you get a shot. When you're that team under there, you have a shot, right? Yeah. You don't. There's. There would. Like the no, Philadelphia no, Eagles here's, here's, got into the NFL playoffs in nine and seven, and they got a shot. There's absolutely no. That's different. That's professional players. There is absolutely no chance for Clemson or Alabama, nor Alabama, to lose to UCF okay. or Michigan or any of those other. I don't know. After that game, I am positive that Ohio State could have done better than Notre Dame and Oklahoma in it. I was never going to side with that. I didn't want to, but after watching those playoff games, I truly believe Ohio State could have, because I've seen Clemson play against Pitt, Syracuse, Boston College, and only win by minimum points. They are a team that can be beaten, just like Alabama, and so I think, yes, you put, you expand that, and you could have more chances for that to happen. Alabama talks a big game. Nick Saban mostly, like when when Ohio State beat them to go on to win, he literally said, "Oh, that was a fluke. That was a mistake." No, it's not. No. You just stack yourselves with shit games. You make it all the way, and then you either bust a nut against the big teams, or you fail epically. And when you fail epically, you say it's because you guys didn't prepare enough or whatever. That you're still the greatest of all time. You're not. You've done great, but you got. And here's, here's for my argument for the expansion. No doubt Clemson and Alabama were the best two teams. No doubt Clemson was by far the best team last night. Now, Ohio State, in my opinion, did not deserve at all to get into the four-team playoff. However, I agree with you, had they been in that playoff, I think they probably would have performed better than Notre Dame did for sure. Absolutely. But, I, wouldn't but that, I think but Notre Dame deserved to get in the playoffs based off their body of work. I and this don't. is why if we expanded to eight... It, and not even in favor of Ohio State. I don't. I never agreed Notre Dame should be in it, even going undefeated. <laughs> I, I, I really think they should be forced to join a conference or given a 13th game, which is our next topic. Okay. Well, that, right. And that's if, if you want to say based on, hey, you just need to be part of a conference, that's one thing. But in terms of what they did, I, I've always said it, if you are a... Division one school, and you play all you know a bunch of Power Five teams. They were in a position like Michigan this year, where it was where they had what we thought would be a tough schedule, and then all these teams started showing up, and they weren't as good as we thought. So, it, through no fault of Notre Dame, they couldn't they couldn't play anybody good. Now, does that do I think that if they those play if those teams were actually good that we expected to be good that they would have gone undefeated though no, I think they would have had a loss at least one loss exactly so but that that comes to the point if you're picking the four best 
So if you're picking the four best, you can't just say that an undefeated team is is uh, part of the four best because then you go right back to the UCF argument from last year in why UCF. they went undefeated. That's it, UCF. It does, UCF you, and Notre Dame. You can't UCF. pick one and not the other because all you're saying is it's a money thing. No, no. What I'm saying is, well, it's always a money thing. But you see, what I, what for me, UCF, their schedule is not equivalent to Notre Dame's schedule. Notre no, Dame plays, it's not. But, but, and, and so that's why I say. But Notre Alabama is, is is right next to UCF. It's somewhere in between the two. But see, Alabama how do you, plays the how SEC. Do you know who the four best are. That's the no, problem. no, no, no. See, now you're saying that the SEC is indefinitely the best, but they just got their asses handed to them. The SEC is so we infinitely can't say the SEC. The SEC that. is infinitely no. They got their asses handed to by Clemson by nobody else. That's ACC, right? But what I'm saying is UCF does not play in a conference that could touch SEC's scroll. But their conference I, I, I get that. I get so, that. So but you have the Big 12 beating Georgia, who is the only right. one that, that actually could be before Clemson competed. Oklahoma, also Big 12, if they actually had a defense, probably could have beat Alabama. So, so, we, so what I'm pointing out is we cannot say right now that the SEC, the SEC has been shoved down our throats by ESPN and everybody else as the best. They are not the best. It's like this. Look, at, look, look at it like this. And when okay. you see them go play tough game early. Right. Well, it, let me let me t- let me put an analogy in. Um, a couple years ago, when you guys beat Wisconsin, Wisconsin would have been unfucking defeated, and they were talking about leaving Wisconsin out of the playoffs. And I said, "Fuck you, and fuck your retarded uh, opinions." If a if a Big Ten team goes through a Big Ten schedule and is undefeated. And there's no, there's not four other undefeated teams. Fuck off, they get to go in. I'm not saying this about the SEC. I'm not trying to blow the SEC. I'm not trying to blow Notre Dame. I'm saying that if a big school and plays a, a big time schedule, and I'm not talking about they have, you know, you go back and look at their strength of schedule. I'm talking about they try to play. I mean, Notre Dame always has a good schedule because of the teams that they play every single year. Even though they're not a conference, they have the same. Schools, they always are playing a solid schedule, a minimum solid set schedule to not to maybe even difficult schedule. This year was a was an aberration. All those teams were average, and Notre Dame beat them all. So, so what I so say is, that's you reward point. that with the undefeated. You're not even one loss. You're undefeated. You're going in. UCF, you're a question mark because you're playing in a garbage conference and. You have to prove yourself, which they did. So in that case, the committee needs to get rid of the entire rule of winning a conference championship because that makes it completely bullshit. Um, if Notre Dame was not, if they had were tied with one loss, Ohio State would have gotten it. I'm, I'm positive of that. And I'm not even saying Ohio State should be in. I'm just saying no, Notre Dame should would, not have been even undefeated. I will not for any reason agree with any anybody that says they should. I get that they went undefeated. I think that is a phenomenal feat. But you did not. And, and then you, you come out and say, well, if we could have a 13th game, we would. Join a conference. Good. Right. And, I, and I, I'm, I'm not opposed to the you I'm not opposed to changing saying you need to be in a conference. We don't have that rule right now. So as it stands, that's why I'm saying Because with the conference for them, they can join a conference and they could pull the OSU and you you might shit the bed at a certain point. We shit the bed against Purdue. But you know what? We still went on to win all the rest of our games and win the Big Ten Championship. They could have shit the bed. They decide to wait until the playoffs to shit the bed, which is the absolute worst time to shit the bed. And they shit it hard. Well, and it was against the national. I mean, Clemson and Alabama were 
head and shoulders the Red River. You can, you can talk. I mean, Oklahoma, I think, and Ohio State are similar in that they're strong offenses, uh, defensive suspect, and they can put up points. You know that. Uh, but so that's why I think. Okay, I, could I Ohio State have done? Could Ohio State do, uh, do well against Alabama? Do better than Notre Dame against Clemson? I think it's possible. I say against Clemson, absolutely, because, and it's one key factor here, Dwayne Hoskins. He will put points on the board. He's just, he's, he's the Kyler Murray of the Big Ten. I will tell you what, he's though, less dude, mobile. He will score. I'll tell you what, though, watching that defensive line, holy They're shit. good. They're good, no doubt. I, I got to chime in on this because yeah. I have to bite my lip. Go on, sorry, buddy. Your tongue. My tongue. Here's the thing. I, five years ago, I didn't want to expand the playoffs, but now I really do. And here's here's the thing: I heard you guys argue for five minutes about which team deserves to be in. Can we get a time check on but that? But what other minutes? sport, other than college football, do you can you do you have where you can't have one crappy game and then you're out of it? Like like Ohio State shit their pants against Purdue. It was a horrible game. They lost an unranked team, got blown out. Yeah. But you know what? They won the rest of their games. Like it, the fact that they don't get a chance to prove. They're one of the best teams at the end of the year is kind of crazy to me, especially after the way they looked against Michigan. Well, there are three and undefeated teams, though. I know, but, but if you get eight, then you wouldn't have to worry about it. Then they can prove that they suck six. or not. That's all I'm you saying. You can throw six. So you I, have all power five champions and I, I, an independent I, I, like Notre Dame or, six or eight, UCF. I'm fine you with. No more than that ever. Six or eight I'm fine with, and I think it's fair. Because if you suck, if you're the number eight team, if you're number 18 and your first draw is to beat the number one team, then you do deserve to get in the playoffs. Guess what? Right. I mean, 100% agree. That's what I say. And what? And for okay. viewers, how awesome! Yeah. If I have to watch a blowout with the eight versus one, okay. I watched it last night. These are Clemson, Alabama. You know what I mean? You. I mean, but it's. I don't know. But that way they have a chance. They know it's too hard. It's too much debate now. You know it's what, though? Kinda, I guarantee Phil will change his mind if Michigan State, let's say next year, is fucking phenomenal, does the exact same thing as what we would have done and gets left out of it, then Phil's going to be all up in arms that Michigan State should have gotten their shot. Not if we, not if we lose and there's undefeateds in there, I would say the same thing. I promise that's, you. See, that's that's I complete bullshit you. to me because you, I, I, I don't care what <laughs> conference you're in. If you're D1 school, it doesn't matter your conference. If you're undefeated, then your argument says UCF should have been into it. You don't agree with that, but that's what your argument says. No, my, my argument is that a... And why wouldn't you want... Like, no, I hate name. UCF, but they're at least America's underdog team. This is not yeah. about underdogs. This is about... Who did Clemson play in the non-conference? You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to look at that. They it doesn't matter. Clemson and Alabama have shown that they're fucking good. They don't have to prove anything. No, no, that's the thing. You're on this line, and, and by the eye that. test, they're good. But what we're saying is they haven't competed against a Big Ten school like us. So we cannot say that they would have beaten No, us. they played against Michigan. They did. They played A&M this Who, year, okay? Clemson did? No, I'm talking about uh, Alabama did? Notre Dame. Notre Dame did. Notre Dame did. So Clemson did. They did play the first game of the season, which you might be getting. Played A and M and they won by two points. They barely won. Right. So so what what if they would have lost to A and M? They're one lost team, and then they would have been knocked out by Ohio State or Georgia. I actually, I'll say this: if A and M would have won that game, I think Ohio State would have gotten in over Clemson. And Clemson just won the national championship. You might have the best team in the country not get it because they had the one loss. It, it, and and I'll, always, I'll always throw this in on an argument because it still holds true today. 
of the year we won the national championship, we probably shouldn't have been there. But we did because we ended up winning out. And yes, we won in some pretty good fashion, but we ended up winning out. People said, you're not going to beat Bama. You can't beat Bama. We beat Bama. You can't beat Oregon. You're not going to do it. We beat them. What, but why is Kyle? Have you ever seen, what's his name, Leach of Washington State? You ever see his, when he yeah. makes fun of the playoff? Oh, my God. He's Why phenomenal. is college football that. the only sport that lets a committee decide who the best teams are? Like, and you're it, always going to. You're always going to because if you have eight, it's going to be the ninth team out, tenth team out. Yeah, if but you have it's, 14, a, it's, it's less good. of a reach. It, yes, it's, it's less of a reach. And also, we're also talking about a committee that has members on it who have nothing to do with football. Yeah, stupid. Condoleezza Rice. She, like, she understands football, but, but yeah. there are other people on there who literally have nothing to do with football, have never played football, and you're just saying, hey, go watch a game and let us know what team entertains and you. biases. There's athletic Absolutely. directors. Like, you think they're not going to try to get their own school in Absolutely. and stuff like that? I mean, it happens, right? It's it's a committee. It's I just, agree. There's always been a committee, though, and there'll always be. I'm not saying that well, I there's a committee for basketball, too, right? Sure. But because it's so deep, I but, mean, if, I'm a Michigan fan. Thing. If Michigan with doesn't basketball, get the how many teams do they start with? 500, uh, I'll live with it. Different See? sport, though. You can't. D- different sport, yes, more games. But. All you're adding, how many games are you that. actually adding in? You're Just adding in two more. more games. And only for a couple of teams. Yeah. I mean, most teams would play the same number of games. You're only talking the two teams that made it the championship would play a couple extra games. I'm not 100% against six teams. I get it. But I, I'm i just saying that... And if you went six, then your, your Clemson, Alabama would even get a bye week. And you reward them for being the best two teams. Yeah, it's true. They do. I prefer eight only because I think... Having the all five with the conference champions is enticing, and I think letting the group of five adds excitement. Absolutely. And if Florida or Boise has a hot team, if, as, as let far them as I'm get in there and try. I don't care if you if you have you know like a seven eight win season, you win your conference championship, you deserve a shot. Yeah. And and that's why I like the idea of eighteen, but sixteen makes sense because. And yes, I get your point, and everybody always brings that up. Well, if it's six, then what about the seventh? If it, if it's eight, what about the ninth? I get a, that. Yeah. But at this point, you will never hear anybody from a, a, a Power Five conference who won the championship moan and bitch about being left out because they have their shot. You have a shot. You, you have a shot. It, it's like, okay, here's your shot. Prove it. You've, you've, you've gotten in. Prove it. Here is your proof. Because, I, I like I said... I truly believe we could have been competition. Do do I think we could have beat Clemson? I don't know. If we pulled off a game like we did against Michigan, maybe, but maybe not. But we never got a shot. No. And for winning a conference championship like the Big Ten, which should be well more respected at this point, I think that's bullshit. Another thing, and I'll stick up for like the Pac-12 in this, maybe Washington might have been better than Notre Dame. They're out there. We don't even watch the Pac-12 They game. lost they, us, but they, they could have beat But they that. put a decent game against you guys, yeah. and you came in there with only one loss, right? Right. I mean, who's to say they're not better than Oklahoma? I mean, you don't really know. It's all eyeball test. It's the only sport where we use the eyeball test and comparative scores to figure out who deserves to be in the playoffs. And right. It's kind of weird. I think so. Well, you do that in... You do that in basketball too. You do, but it's such a huge sampling. And in basketball, every conference gets an automatic bid. So you always have a shot. Sure. Yeah. And then you, you take, you, let's take last year. Ohio State beat Michigan State. Ohio State beat Michigan. What did we do? We made it, what, through two rounds? And yeah. then Michigan ends up going all, all the way to the end. Right. So 
everybody gets their shot. Now, yes, obviously, different sport, way more teams, many more games, but we're talking about three more games added up. Not that big of a deal. And these guys want to play because they want their shot. Right, and I understand we don't want to ruin college football. We all love it. It's the most yeah. passionate sport. But if really, we didn't have college football all year long, I would, but I would vote for there's that. There's literally not another sport, it. pro or college, that doesn't have a, a playoff where conference champions, multiple teams get in. I mean, a lot of times the Super Bowl champion isn't who the best team all season was. You, right? you change to a 16. hardly ever is a season. I don't, I don't care what happens. You change to even a 16, you would never hear me bitch about anyone being left out. Because, again, every power five is No, I agree. I wouldn't bitch. If yeah. Michigan lost in the Big Ten title game to Wisconsin, Wisconsin deserves in, to go. if Michigan was undefeated yep. going in, I'd be frustrated, but I wouldn't but that's, bitch. And, that's, and in, that's right? the thing. You, you get the chance with that sixth spot. All power fives are represented, and they could say, then they could go back to their whole eye test and all that and be like, you know what? Let's put in Notre Dame, or let's put in Michigan because they played so well, lost by one point. Right, you get they the deserve one, to be in there over the UCF large. or something. Yeah. Right, and those teams that all argue with each other. Yeah, who they deserves can all that argue, one? But you cannot <laughs> argue when all power fives right. are represented. Yeah, you can. It, it, it's the ultimate test. Like, what's the point of even calling it a power five conference? I think his mind's changed. I can tell. I see his it's, it's it's No, maybe it's the wings. His his beard is twinging, <laughs> and it's just like, like oh the God, winds of change are coming. I haven't even heard you guys. I'm starving. I've always said. I can see a six team, but again, I just don't think that it's going to. We don't know, have any teams that are competing with these guys right now, so I don't think the answer is necessarily to do. You know, to right. If you're still gonna, if what? Yeah, you we, we, the best we beat, team won, we, right? You believe the best team won. The best two teams were in it. We beat the Swiss. Oh shit! Sure, okay. All right. So um, we're gonna. I think we got a lot of football in today, guys. That was great. Now we're going to move on to one thing, which is basketball, after I make one public service announcement. Uh, Tate, Martell, please stay off Twitter and social media. Justin Fields is now your competition and your teammate. Prove it on the field. Okay? Great. Thanks. Oh, you go ahead. You go next. No, no, you go. You go. Tate, keep it going, buddy. Divide that locker room, please. Anything, anything you can do to make sure that you lose to Michigan finally next year is much appreciated. Bill you got any more Benedict uh, Arnold coaches, or come on over to Michigan. Come on over to Michigan. No, we'll, we'll put you. Uh, we'll put you tight end. Send you to the NFL. I don't, like think, I don't think you want that because then you got Zach Harrison and Chase Young both gunning for him. <laughs> All right, whatever. And Tate Martell is what five, five ten. ten. Five, um, ten. That's a hell of a tight end. Yeah. Well, he's, he's almost as short as you, Steve. Okay, all right. Okay. All right, that's enough. So, Phil's turn. One, you know, parting shot here. I couldn't help. I was uh, insomniac last night, and, and I get up. You know what's funny that you say that? You remind me of David Tell. <laughs> I've heard that before. <laughs> Usually with the Guinness in my hand. Yeah. Um, so, I get up. Turn on, like ESPN was on. Pay celebration, no they're doing Sorry. after, whatever, after celebration. <laughs> and ESPN announces that uh, that the, the odds were released for the upcoming season. Oh, boy. Ah, yes. Yeah, guess who's right up there, baby? 12 and 1. So, jump man, jump man. So, um, I, I couldn't help. I had to take Is the screenshot. Is that what you're bringing up? Climbs in, 
Clemson is nine to five. Alabama five to two. Those Ohio stay, State baby. twelve to one and Michigan fourteen to one. Odds fourth. So I'll tell you what, Vegas is usually pretty smart though. That makes me feel pretty good. Now when it comes to Michigan, they aren't. No, that's that's I mean, because seriously. Michigan has such a big following. All, they know the bets will be all placed. All shitting aside, what do you, like? What? I saw that too. Um, what do you? And, and if you're such a big fan and you're at 14 to 1 odds, why don't you throw a hundo on it? You know what I think it is? Oh, I'll throw a hundo on it. Okay. Yeah, I will. I'll, if I you wish do, I, I'll throw a hundo on my team. Let's I'm, all throw $100 okay. on our team. I don't. I mean, you're like 100 to 1 right now. I mean, I oh my God, let's I throw 100 on I would much rather team. borrow $14 million right. from you the bank. $100 I best do. place. I will. I will. Yeah, I want to bet. How do we do I, that? I would I don't borrow $14 million. online now. I would borrow fourteen million dollars from the bank and bet against Michigan to make the easiest one million dollars anybody has ever made in their lives. I'd, I'd almost I wouldn't want that because when Michigan won the national title, I'd feel bad for my friend Phil. I'd be like, oh my god, his life's but destroyed. Seriously though, how I mean, Steve, as you're a fan, how, like if that was Michigan State, I would be like, here's what, what I are think. you fucking doing? What are here's, you talking about? So would I. But here's here's what I'm thinking. Okay. They're playing the percentage. Michigan has a lot of talent every year. No, I'm just telling you. You're asking me. Do I? Yeah. If I was doing the odds, no, I love Michigan, but I wouldn't because they have so much to prove again, right? So um, they're looking at the schedule. Biggest games are at home. They're looking at number of returning players. They're looking at Jim Harbaugh eventually is going to pop and win one. That's what they're doing, I think. I mean, I don't know. I don't work in Vegas. Yeah, that's but probably I mean, this problem. That's but that's just it's just crazy. Eventually to be they're gonna hit it. Yeah, like literally. They, well, I don't I don't think that I think that it's I think oh, they're good. That's I think they're, they're collecting money. Honestly, I think they. Oh are. really? Yeah, I okay. think that's why they. I think why. It, it, I think that's why. There's Michigan more people is that hate Michigan operating. than like Michigan, so they're gonna put the money. They're gonna put their money on, right? I swear well, that's, that's why it works both ways. ways. They're gonna get the people that hate Michigan betting against it. They're gonna get the people that love Michigan betting for it. Either way, they make money. We have, we but have, even if you love Michigan, what freaking shred of evidence? What gives you any inkling? Do you want it to happen? Of course you do. Of course you do. Why would you just got destroyed by Ohio State? And destroyed by Florida, you're losing lots of players. Yeah, I, I'm focus. just talking by. I'm just talking real. I'm not talking. It has nothing to do with my hatred. This is just like, what delusion? What world am I living in where you get curb stopped and then lose all of the players who got curb stopped for backup players, and you're a freaking one of the top four favorites for the national title? What world? Just that's all I want to know. What world is this? That's it. Well, it's okay. It's okay, but let's move on to something that will really relax you. We had a rival game during our off time. It was in basketball. And uh, old Phil Arena's Spartans here beat the Buckeyes at Columbus. So uh, it was a good game. They kept it close for a while, uh, but ended up being an 86 to 77 nine point loss for the Buckeyes. I did not go into this. I'm not even going to talk smack because I I went into this and I, I. I said, this is just going to be a test to see how, how well we're rebuilding. I was happy that we stuck in with Michigan State for as long as we did. We, we had some chances at the end, but it, it was going back and forth in the last uh, two minutes. It was, it was, two minutes it was a game, and, and for me it was more, um, 
because I felt that way last year. I felt like we should win and and got curb stopped basically. And um, it was a it was a mental uh, drubbing as well as physical. And so I was anxious to see how this would work out. And we was remarkably similar to last year's game because Ohio State was going blow for blow. They were leading for a lot of the first half. They had every time the Spartans would rally, they'd keep pull away a little bit. We'd go ahead. And then at the end of the at the end of the first half, there was craziness that went on. They had scored like seven straight points, and we ended up instead of folding, we stuck it out and showed up in the end. And, and I was really proud of this team for doing that. Um, OSU's the Wesson brothers are badass. Oh yeah. The, the, I mean, that freshman is. I mean, the older brother's good, but the freshman, he's he's a load down low. Oh, yeah, and it, it's good. You know, uh, Holdman has been doing really good with our recruiting process, and I truly think that next year, with all these guys working together, we're going to be an actual threat. Right now, it's still in the rebuilding process, and I love where we're at right now. I think it's still great, but next year is our year to be an actual threat. Not, not too shabby for rebuilding. No, yeah, but really, you absolutely. know what's great? This is what's great about college basketball. Your team's probably going to be better in March than they are right now. Oh, absolutely. And you could be the fifth-place team in the Big Ten and go to the Final Four. Like, yep. you don't know. I mean, the Big Ten is damn good in college basketball. Yeah, it is. Absolutely. Michigan was fourth last year, and they went to the Final Four. Yep. You know what I mean? So you get hot at the right time. You keep improving. Exactly. Yeah, you got and who gotta, knows? Maybe, maybe we could this year, but I'm not going to count. Ohio State is a bright future. I, I, I'd much rather put a $100 bet on uh, our football team winning the Natty next year versus us winning – Basketball. Do this I get to talk about Michigan at all? Uh, uh, actually, we're at the 50-minute mark. What what what's wrong with Michigan? <laughs> Basketball. Michigan's. I get the you guys. Your president. So, well, uh, well, social media. Wait, wait, wait. Michigan is good at basketball, right? You can't brag about your basketball team too much because then you just get thrown in your face that Michigan's a basketball school now. But yeah. um, but then again, we'll throw anything in your face. Yeah, Next year, you're going to be a, oh, exactly. Yeah. Some of you that too. is R-rated too. <laughs> anyway, wow. So anyway, um, Michigan's playing very well. Uh, good win against Indiana. It's it's a fun team to watch. I I, I love watching this team because. They compete and they they play so hard. You know and because I mean? you're a Michigan fan. Yeah, well, and yeah, but they're 15 and 0, which is cool. <laughs> I mean, it, you know, I don't know what it means this time of year, but they're they're playing really well. They're different. They're yeah. a different team. They're not relying on three pointers as much. You've seen a lot of defense. No, I, I actually have a lot of respect for Michigan. Yeah, they're, they're it was kind of cool because team. last year during the regular season there was times it was actually frustrating, and then they got in a huge run when the Big Ten tournament. And went to the national I will game. say this though. This year, it you could guys, be reversed. We could get knocked down the freaking second. Well, that's, round. that's playing, why you know, I just want to point out you guys need to have your lull now. Yeah. Because that's when you'll have your uh, your even bigger stretch. But this team, one thing that I like about them is they have had some four or five really bad offensive games in a row. Where still they up, still and they played pretty wins. good against Indiana. Yeah, because the defense, the defense, the defense. Kind of like I, like Phil was talking about Michigan State football. So that, same thing. Like if our offense just has to be average, and then we're going to win. Yeah, that's cool feeling. So, but the Big Ten basketball season is going to be amazing. It is, and there's a lot more to go with it, and I can't wait to see what comes uh, closer to March. Yeah, same. Huh? Well, that will do it for our episode. We almost made this a two-parter because we yeah. knew we had a lot to Hopefully talk this about. Camera work and people heard us. Like we might have literally been talking. Like, this this could be a this whole could be new, like a silent movie. Yes, right. It is. I'm Shotgun Charlie Chaplin. <laughs>
You're like, I can't uh, hear what Phil says, but he doesn't seem if, very happy about it. If that's the it. case, we will put in some vaudeville <laughs> music in the sleep. background and, uh, you know, our, our motions and Phil's red Phil, face. Phil and I got to sit close together now because of the new camera. I, you know. I told, I told uh, Steve to start this episode, we have to sit them close to each other so that if they argue and they get in each other's faces, we don't know if they're going to fight or kiss. You know, exactly. it could go either way. Which reminds me, next, next podcast, we got to spend a few minutes reintroduce ourselves let the folks know who we are again all right we're going to suggestion from uh, suggestion dennis, dennis Pythian suggested that thank excellent, you dennis excellent suggestion and we'll get uh, executive producer jordan riles the uh the genius behind the camera chippewa to, jordan. uh chippewa jordan to, to get back on too all right perfect well thank you for tuning in again tune in again uh we're doing it every two weeks every now, two right? weeks until all right so not next again. week but uh in another week yep all right uh, let's end that i'll say go blue good i'll say go green and I'll say O-H. What will you say, Jordan? Fire up Jim. All right. Boom. We'll see you next time. Deuces. <laughs>